You're listening to Written in the Cars, the podcast where we try to piece together the rules of the universe of Pixar's cars. If you are here to hear a discussion involving faceless cars, you have gone astray. If not, then buckle up because it's going to be a bumpy ride and we will not turn this car around. Hi, this is Written in the Cars, podcast about cars. But not the ones that you drive around in. Only ones that have faces. Yeah, we only talk about cars with faces and cars that should have faces but don't. I am your host, Ashton, who has been cursed by God to solve the Cars universe. And until then, I can't rest. I am your host, Paige, and I am just kind of a funny little guy, and I'm along for the ride this time. So, uh, well, Paige watched stuff. I watched stuff this week, but this was not a week about watching stuff. This is a week about Ashton, as all weeks are a little bit. (laughs) I watched all of the Cars shorts (laughs) last night. Right before bed, I watched all of the Cars shorts, and then I went on to have a dream that involved me doing a stand-up comedy routine about different car parts. Okay, now I I do want to get into this. Can you tell me literally everything about this dream that you remember? Because I need to know. Oh, fuck. Okay. So there were some distinct parts. There was the classic, I'm trapped in knockoff Jurassic Park. (laughs) That's classic? (laughs) Yeah, I I have a lot of dinosaur park related (laughs) dreams. Um... (laughs) And it's all, they often have repeating settings, but something that is also classic about them is that it's often like a, like a, you know, like the camera angle in V Rising, like the vampire game. It's always like kind of that angle where it's like third person and like kind of distant. So that was one part of the dream. Then another part of the dream, I went to this group thing it's like at like a library or something i show up there and it's like a really nice library it's multi-story and we go into the room that the event is in and the room had like parts of the floor that were made of glass i think the vibe was like hey come up here and do your tight five and i was like oh I don't have one of those. And they were like, oh, you know, I mean, I'm sure you've got something. And I was like, I mean, okay, you're telling me to do it. I'll do it, whatever. And so I get up there. And as soon as I get on stage and start talking, and I I had some kind of connective tissue between a bit about radiators and a bit about Batman. And I kept forgetting what the connecting bit was between those two. What if that's the question? You know, like we're trying to solve something. We're trying to find the link between Cars and Batman. Maybe that's it. Yeah, maybe that's it. What do the Batman movies look like in the Cars universe? What is a clown car, you know? Oh my god! Like, how do they do that? Oh my god. It's on a boat, right? Or like a plane? I don't don't know, man! But that doesn't work with bug theory very well. Uh, Well, we're not talking about bug theory today. It depends on how long it, it takes. So... This week, we are talking about my personal Cars theories, because I know that mm-hmm. Paige and I have different theories about the Cars universe, which, you know, like, we don't we don't know at this point. It's kind of like the universal theories, you know, there's different religions in real life. Mm-hmm. So there's different Cars religions and beliefs. And it's also like, 
there's a strong possibility that our theories aren't incompatible. You know, my theory about the manufacturer and how the manufacturer works might not interfere with your car's political, like we might've focused on different aspects of the car's right. universe in developing these theories. Yeah, I, I have a little bit about the manufacturer as well, but um, yeah, I didn't really write down that much. So I'm just gonna kind of spur it off. Hold on, I hate this angle. Hold on, give me one second. Here we go. She's she's making it so I could only see her head. It's like she's peering over a fence. Uh, also, I want to lean back, so let me move my green screen. Give me one second. Okay. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Welcome to the outtakes. I have a new conspiracy <gasps> board. A new conspiracy <laughs> board, and it's on fancy hexagon-shaped sound dampening thing. All right. I'm gonna send you uh, the picture. Because this conspiracy board is not done. I mean, is the podcast done? Because that's when the conspiracy board's going to be done. So, yeah, you'll notice there's not any red string because I was kind of just like, like each kind of uh, square or shape. What is it called? Pentagon? What is that? Six sides? Hexagon. Hexagon. We can cut that out if you want. If you want to know what shapes are. No, I don't. I don't want to okay. know. What, I want everyone to know that I don't understand shapes. The thing is, I've uh, I've happened upon something. Oh fuck! And it's something that is over in the corner. You can kind of see it. So a little bit off in the corner over there, there's another sticky note on the wall. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm loving everything I'm seeing here. Uh, a lot of words are spelled wrong because I was in like a... A fugue state. Yes, exactly. And if you look up there, there's one more sticky note that's not in the picture. And that is... The title of that is Doc Theory. Oh my god. Okay, yeah. Which is something that I'm going to get into. But I, I, I have proof of it, but I want to discuss it more, you know? And basically, the thing I was looking at that like blew my mind was about Doc. Oh, okay. We'll just start on this. So if you are listening to this, I will post this on Twitter when this episode comes out so you can see yeah. the full cars board. I started personally with the manufacturer, okay. which is on the very right. Yes, yeah. I assumed that the manufacturer was going to be the center, but it's not. So for the manufacturer, we get two basic things that kind of comes off from that, and that is... The car pope, which, you know, is proof of Catholicism. So you've connected car pope to the manufacturer. I think so. I think okay. that because I know it's car Catholicism, but it's like, OK, so Mac comes in and says, thank the manufacturer. Right. It really is just like, thank God. That's what it sounds like. In my head, I just assumed that that is the basic monotheistic God. Oh, fuck. Sorry, I've just seen carlonialism. We're not there yet. Can we get the, are you goofing me? <laughs> are you goofing me? <laughs> yes. You're goofing on me. So we got the car pope, which we'll get into in a second. But we talked about the natural landscapes in Cars 1. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is so interesting and I'm obsessed with it. And so we talked about that part in Planes 2 where you see like just a mishmash of mechanical stones. It was you who came up with like, oh, that is the manufacturer. That's just like mechanical parts, but it's the manufacturer's representation, which makes sense because Christianity believes that God made us in his image. Well, okay. My only thing about that is God made us in his image. He did not make everything else in his image. 
That's my only note on that. I'm thinking, though, that specifically Car God, I think that Car God is just a little bit more, what's the word, narcissistic. Oh. Or abstract. I think that you have to be abstract because, like, obviously it's not our Catholicism, you know what I mean? Or Mm. our Christianity because, like, I'll get into this in a minute, but the one that's cut off on the far left in the image. Yeah, does that say anarchy? It says wheel hierarchy. Oh, is it sort of like a hierarchy of being type situation? So, yeah, I was thinking about how in Planes 2, there's that whole aspect of the airport gets shut down and therefore, you know, no one can enter and exit this town Mm -hmm. if you're a plane. But like cars can pretty much just drive, you know what I mean? Yeah, planes can also drive just very slowly. But boats can't. It's different from our universe in the way that different species or different you could argue i don't want to say races but there's a specific word that i'm thinking of that is like in like you see this in like a lot of colony animals like ants and Mm -hmm. yes 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 naked mole rats where some are these are the workers and some are yes or like bees yes or bees yeah where they're like you know, literally built different from each other. And there's a specific word for that that isn't hitting me right now. But there is, in my head, there is a form of that. And that's how these cars work. Yes, exactly. So it's not all sentient creatures are created equal, honestly. Like the Cars universe is dark. We see Boat Reynolds in Planes 2, who can't walk, is like literally being pulled on like a little wagon. And then Dusty couldn't go on water until he got the pontoon. So there are, of course, you know, like body modifications that can help. But trains can't leave their tracks. It's like this whole dark society, not to like completely skip over to the left side, but there's a set labor force and set lack of freedoms when it comes to the different groups in this universe, which honestly should have led to more race wars than we have in our, we have a lot of race wars uh, you yeah. know, in our universe we've got the crusade i don't want to list them all that would take forever you kidding me i'm not doing that all of those exist in the cars universe but there should be more the natural landscapes or something that again because we're doing overall theories and i know we've said for like the past seven weeks oh we'll get into this later but i mean like we're gonna have specific episodes on like pretty much everything on this board yeah so This is just the stuff that kind of all connected for me. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we have the natural landscapes, which I think about every goddamn night. In the shorts, it gets worse. Oh no, don't spoil the shorts. I don't really care about spoilers, but God, I don't want to know. I almost feel like what we should do is we should watch a short, record our reaction to it, watch another short, record our reaction to it, like all in a single day. Moving over to car pope, because this is what we're all here for. The car pope. That leads to, of course, car Catholicism, which is spelled wrong. We can go from that. The biggest thing for me after car Catholicism is, of course, the Virgin Mary Mm -hmm. and the Immaculate Conception. I don't like the message that you just sent me. Don't worry about it. Paige just sent me a message and all it says is car priest kink? Question mark. So. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um. Oh, we keep asking this question of, like, what would be the best movie to turn into Cars? The Da Vinci Code. (laughs) So you've talked a little bit about car sex, which does answer a few questions about the Virgin Mary. Right. So, like, the Virgin Mary means that there is the concept of virginity, Mm -hmm. which means, like, there's car sex. And we also see, especially in Cars Mm -hmm. 2, 
that pain and torture exists. Yeah. Therefore, you can't have one without the other. So pleasure has to exist. So mm-hmm. one could argue that not only is sex a biological aspect of the Cars universe, which can be proven by the Virgin Mary, but it can also be a, a pleasurable version. You know, like it's not they're just they're not just doing it for reproduction purposes. And I mean, this isn't just like a human projection onto it either because like something we see in animals all the time is like we do see sex with pleasure in a lot of species not even the ones that we would consider like intelligent species like dolphins or apes or we also know they say the word birth multiple times in cars movies okay i would argue that if you were part of a fully robotic civilization where there was no birth of members of the society you would Mm -hmm. still know about dogs let's say and they give birth or whatever. But we haven't seen any animals in... Besides a bird, which it was just a, a cameo. It might count, though. I know. We might have to take that to mean that there are non-car-based. I just have more questions, of course. Like, if there are twins and there are replaceable parts, you know, what part... Is there a part of a car that isn't replaceable? Because, like, one could argue... Like, what, what aspect of the car's makes them twins Mm -hmm. and like if one of the twins were to get in like a horrible car accident and a good amount of their parts would have to be replaced you know what is it about the car that would still make it a twin and that's again it comes like is that physical birth or is it yeah which as we discussed in the last episode is a possibility it's also possible that there that twin is sort of like if you think about every line of dialogue in the cars universe the same way you think of every line Mm -hmm. of dialogue in a Lord of the Rings book where like mm-hmm. the premise of the Lord of the Rings is like, hi, I'm J.R.R. Tolkien and I've translated this work from its original Hobbitish into English. And so if you think about the Cars universe. And one could argue that's exactly what we're doing. It's the true. Cars yeah. Universe. But like if you imagine every spoken line of dialogue as like a translation from car ease or whatever, then like, you know, maybe twin in this is just the closest approximation we have to like a social phenomenon of cars purposefully getting the exact same parts and modifications to be the same as each other. Yeah, I mean, it's just the same big question that I've had since the beginning, which is like, what part of the car is the car? You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. Like when Turbo died... It was obviously like something was crushed or something, but what is basically, what is the brain? Yeah. You know, like you replace the brain and it's not the same car. And we'll talk about bug theory, Mm -hmm. but honestly, the more I think about it, the more I'm not sure how it works. I mean. And we'll get into why that is. We have the question of gender, you know, like how do cars have gender? Is it, I mean, gender is a social construct. What is car sex in the biological sense? And in a reproductive sense, what is the difference there? Going back to just regular car Catholicism, because of the Virgin Mary, you know, we get miracles. And uh, that means saints. So Saint Nick, which means, you know, car Christmas, of course there is. But, you know, all of the saints... I'm surprised there wasn't a Cars Christmas short. There's not a short, there is a book. Oh, fuck. Yeah. We'll have to talk about which... Yeah, it's really hard because there are books that have Car Santa and Car Easter Bunny that Lightning McQueen and Mater meet. But it's like, I don't know if we can count that as canon because it's a book. I don't think we can. Right, yeah. Because like the Easter Bunny doesn't even actually tell us anything about the world. It's almost like they're putting on a costume. It's like, yes, this is the lore and here's what we're going to like do a bit about it. Yeah, it's like they're doing a play or something. Yes, exactly. For the kids. This this one's for the kids. 
And then, so yeah, car Catholicism means there's car creationism, car Christianity, and therefore, and we also know car Hinduism, Mm -hmm. but basically there's just every religion, you know, like I'm pretty sure there were Buddhists in Plains 1. It seems like it, right? Like a temple in Nepal. Yeah, I don't think it was confirmed. It was very strongly at least inspired by Buddhism or like Buddhist architecture. So we got that. What all of this is saying, Car's past is similar, if not the same to our own past in an overall sense. And that's like the big world events that shaped the universe or like shaped the world as we know it today had to have happened. Basically, we didn't start the fire is the exact same in the Car's universe. I hate thinking about it that way, but you're right. <laughs> so, like, I don't even think, I'd have to double check, but I don't think you would have to replace any lyrics to make it about cars. I think that you've just stumbled onto a mini game. <laughs> is what you've just done. Let me pull up the lyrics so we didn't start the fire. Uh, mini game music. Let's see. I think that's what I'm going to call this theory. Is the we didn't start the fire theory? It might just be the Billy Joel theory. The Billy Joel theory. What's Billy Joel's car's name real quick? Can we get Can we get his car name? Oh, God. Uh, Billy Jalopy? Billy Jalopy's not bad. I don't hate <laughs> Billy Jalopy. Harry Truman, Doris Day, Red China, Johnny Ray, South Pacific, Walter Winchell, Joe DiMaggio... Joe McCarthy, Richard Nixon, Studebaker, so that's a reference to a specific type of car, television, North Korea, South Korea, Marilyn Monroe, and obviously we would have to change the name of all of these people into cars names, but... Yeah, that's really the only thing. There's nothing specifically... Yeah, it doesn't say, like, we are flesh people and we walk on two legs, you know? Sure. Rosenberg's H-bomb... Sugar Ray, Panmunjom, Brando, The King and I, and The Catcher in the Rye. I already don't like thinking about The King and I, and I double don't want to think about The King and I. You know, I'm thinking about The Catcher in the Rye, which is, of course, the main character is a boat. Is that right? Yeah, it has to be right. It's a fishing book. I haven't read Catcher in the Rye. It's about fishing, I'm pretty sure. That makes sense. That makes sense. I thought it was a baseball story when I was a kid. Okay, Eisenhower vaccine. We know Eisenhower is 100% a thing. We do. Uh, vaccine, though. Mm-hmm. England's got a new queen, fine. We know that that's true. Monarchy. Marciano, Liberace, Satiana, goodbye. I need, to, I need to know more about what these things are. Joseph Stalin, Malenkov, Nasser and Prokofiev... Rockefeller, Campanella. It's just like a lot of names of people and places. Right. I mean, one could argue that really Billy Joel just copied The World as We Know It Today by the Naked Brothers Band. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I thought that was pretty widely known, honestly. Yeah. We'd love to have the Wolf Brothers on this show. (laughs) There are so many people who, like, I have no idea why on earth they would be on the show but if they were on the show i would take it you and know? then they would add so much like it wouldn't it wouldn't be a bit like i feel like they would have knowledge that would really help us sure i don't know what we want the stretch goal to be but for a certain number of like downloads we will rewrite 
this entire song with Cars puns. I'm not sure if it's views that I want as much as it's Patreon backers. That's true. Which we don't have a Patreon, but I feel like if I think about this in terms of Cars, it will cause me pain, and I want to be paid for that. Valid. That's valid. Okay, I I think we could. It's honestly, it's mostly names. We wouldn't have to change. Yeah, anything. we just it would just be puns. Yeah, it would just be turning it into puns. Because British politician sex, like you know, at, when we started cars, that might have been a question mark, you know. It's definitely but not. Now we know that it's not like England exists, English yeah. politicians exist, sex exists. It's that's that's cars, baby. Yeah. It does mention AIDS later, and Cars AIDS is something that is a bummer to me. <laughs> so is regular AIDS, to be fair. Well, yeah, but but that's why I don't want to think about Cars AIDS because it's because regular AIDS is a bummer. Oh man, I would kill to see uh, Cars Rent. I was thinking Cars Freddie Mercury. Oh, also very good. The two things that have to do with AIDS. Uh, creationism and the aspect of the history being the same or at least similar and the fact that there are so many different religions means that of course there's religious persecution and therefore hate crimes. Yeah. Well, because we know World War II happened. Also. Of course, yeah. That's like means there's a car UN. There's, you know, there's a whole movie about fucking spies. So... If you look at this board, like, it's obvious that I, like, was losing my mind while I was making this. There are some parts that are like, okay, I can see how, like, she got there. And then you go over to, like, fucking... I'm just seeing Cannon has killed someone. Ultimate Parker. Dark past. And I don't know what those are connected to at all. Oh, Oh, Doc. They're connected to the Curse of Radiator Springs and Guido. I'm Okay, I'm seeing that. Okay. Basically... You know, you can go over this whole thing in your own time to, like, really understand where I was going with this. What really is interesting to me is I want to go up to... So, car Catholicism, right? If you look right above that, it says heaven and hell, which we know is, like, a thing because they've mentioned it. Which means that the devil exists. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure they've said, like, what in the devil Yes, exactly. Not necessarily exists, but the devil is a, is a concept. And, you know, that also brought up, like, the temptation of Adam and Eve, which leads to food. Well, the one thing we have, if something is spontaneously generating car shapes and vehicle shapes in the world, that means it's something, if that's the manufacturer, which I believe it is the manufacturer's work. Because, okay, so my original theory, when I first started thinking about this, what, like, two fucking years ago, when I really got in deep, my first theory was, well, because of the book's where Mater and Lightning McQueen meet Santa Claus, that confirms not only like magic and supernatural, but that confirms like saints and Catholicism. And therefore I was like 100% on Catholic Mm -hmm. car God's side. For me, that was the only way that this world could work. And I was like, you know, I'm not a religious person outside of the Cars universe. Inside the Cars universe, I was like, this is the only thing it could be because nothing else makes sense logically. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, now that, uh, I thought about it more and it's like, okay, well, if the, we're not going by the books, how can we, you know, confirm this aspect? We know the Pope exists 
And I feel like from there we can extrapolate that all other parts of Catholicism also exist. Right. Well, I, I just mean, like, I'm not saying it in a way of, like, these beliefs exist. I'm saying it in, like, this is how these beliefs are correct. And this is the one true God. You know what I mean? You were saying that this is the one true God. That's what I, that was my original On the thought. record. On the record. On the record, you are saying that the Catholics were right. In the Cars universe, on the record. Oh, okay. I am saying okay. that the Catholics are right only in the Cars yeah. universe. That's what I used to say. Because that was the only thing, because of the whole aspect of Santa Claus being real and proven to be, like, we we see them interact with Santa Claus. That is a Christian holiday. And that you know, St. Nicholas Mm -hmm. was a saint. That magic, you know, like there's like a magic or a miracle aspect. That means that like all of that other magic miracles that happened to Jesus and stuff, that's real, you know? If Santa exists, everything else exists. Here's my thing about Carr's books being part of this theory, especially the holiday books. Santa is not a part of Catholicism. Santa is not a part of Christianity. But also, Santa is a very different person from St. Nick. So saying that Santa exists and that the Easter Bunny exists, it adds so many question marks. Because that's not saying that, oh, that means that car Catholicism is real. It means that car capitalism can just sort of generate shit. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's, we already know that. Yeah, but we don't have an Easter Bunny. You know what I mean? Or, yeah, we do, kids. Sorry, I misspoke. I meant something else. You can figure out what I meant. Well, I'm not saying that, like, now cars Catholicism, because, you know, I grew up going to Catholic school, and I went to Catholic youth conventions, and I went fucking crazy for the good Lord above. Bro, I wasn't in Catholic school. I was homeschooled. But I was also raised Catholic. And let me tell you, I was the number one fan, you know? I was like, God all the way, baby. And then I turned into an adult. Yeah, I started thinking for myself. (laughs) And since I've started thinking for myself, you know, like growing up, like Catholicism was indoctrinated into me. Mm -hmm. And then I got older and I began to think for myself. And then I was like, okay, these are my new beliefs. And I am not a Catholic anymore at all. Not to get into my own beliefs, but like religion is not important to me at all in my day-to-day life. Yeah. And, you know, I have nothing against people who are religious. It's just like me personally, I'm not into that. But I just grew up and I thought about it more and I thought about my own beliefs. And so this is the same situation where like... This is exactly the same. Going in, having only seen Cars 1 and being like, there's a book where Santa talks to Mater and Lightning McQueen. Therefore, Santa must be real. Therefore, yeah. God must be real. And Car's yeah. Catholicism is the only answer. So for a long time, I was ride or die for Car God. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as I've done more research and I've began to like really consider all the aspects of the Car's universe, I think that Car Catholicism is a big part of the Car's universe, but I don't think that it's like the one true answer like I did once before. This is actually really concerning to me. Why? Because my path was sort of growing up the thing that I was taught was the golden rule the one thing you should always remember if you don't remember anything else is to treat others the way you wanted to you want to be treated and then I was like yeah totally and then I was looking around and like why am I the only one following this fucking rule (laughs) and it's like yeah I think I'm just gonna not worry about going to church or praying and then like I'm just gonna hope my actions speak for themselves and Mm. see what's up with that 
And now I don't really believe in anything. I'm just sort of vibing, floating yeah. through the ether, and then maybe I'll die and find out that something's true that I didn't know about. And it's like, sick, I love learning new things. But the reason that's concerning to me is because that means I'm worried we're going to go through this and I'm going to find something that's contradictory to what we've learned throughout the whole time of it and that I'm not going to be able to think about cars anymore. Like, I think I'm worried that that's going to be my progression. If we're saying that the way we think about cars is the same way we think about religion, which I think is true for everyone. Yeah, anyway. Anyway. Great religious tangent. So we know that at least the concept of the devil is real. Well, I mean, right above that, it says Carmageddon. And I just want to throw that out there. I'm just trying to figure out how I explain where my mind went in this section. Yeah, okay. So I got to the devil. And as we know, I think that Guido is the devil. And I was trying to figure out how they're connected. And so I kind of just wrote down the curse of Radiator Springs because we know that's like a really big theory of mine. And so I was like, okay, what do I know about this? So I know that 40 years ago, all of the cars in Radiator Springs were still in town. So this movie came out 2006. And it seems like it takes place around 2006. Yes, it is because like they said, it's the same year. The year the movies come out is the year that the setting is. Okay. So that means 2006 was Cars 1. The interstate was built in 1966. Every person in town was there and was the same age in 1966 as they were in 2009 or 2006. Car age is also a question mark. That's true. Here's the thing, okay? This is where shit blew up for me. Yeah. So I did a little research and I was like, okay, let me watch that scene in Cars 1 back and see if Doc is there 40 years ago. So 40 years ago, Doc was not there. No, because he was racing. No, he was not racing in 66. He crashed in 54. Oh my God. Okay. That's what the musical has to be about. Doc, the missing years. That's what the Johnny Cash style, like... There are at least 12 years of Doc's life that are just missing. We have no idea where he was, what he was doing before he even got to Radiator Springs. And I say at least 12, because it has to be after 66. And Sally wasn't there either. Here's the thing. So Doc started racing in 51. He won the Piston Cup 51, 52, 53, crashed in 54. So Mm -hmm. he was only active for those four years. Now, here's the thing. Here's what fucking blew me away, Paige. And I want you to... Okay. I'm glad that you're sitting down because, wow. I looked at Doc's Wikipedia page just so I could, you know, get like... There's a a Wikipedia page? Yeah, of course he does. It was just like a basic, like, this is all we know about Doc. Doc was born in 1951. This is a Wikipedia. Anyone can... No, 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 no. (laughs) If you look it up, it says he lived from 51... To 2009. But he crashed. Oh my god, it's an Avril Lavigne. (laughs) No, no, no. Doc died in that crash. But they covered it up because it wasn't because of bad racing. It wasn't because, like, he was pushed off the track by another racer. It's because there was something wrong with the track. Or something wrong with his equipment. And they covered it up. And they got a replacement Doc. And that's why Doc doesn't race anymore. <laughs> is because he doesn't actually... Because he's not a okay, racer. This is not my theory, but this is a very good theory that I would love to expand on later. <laughs> Holy shit. Right? It's like Doc is very important. He's a very important character. Oh my god. 
we got to write the Doc movie now, but it's a movie not about, like, Doc Hudson, the real Doc Hudson, is never on screen for the Doc movie. The first scene of the movie, or, like, the first scene of the movie... Paige, it's a documentary. You're goofing on me. Oh, my God, and we can have cars, like, two camera. Yeah. Cars. Doc-umentary. A Cars movie. (laughs) So tell me your theory. Pixar... I hope you're not listening to this. No, Pixar, if you're out there, we'd love to have Pixar on the show. We'd love to have Mr. Pixar. Yeah, Mr. Pixar himself. The lamp, I think. David Pixar, we'd love to have you on the show. So that was not my theory. Doc was born in 1951. He started racing in 1951. Won three Piston Cups, crashed in 1954. So he was born, quote unquote, born the same year he started racing and won the Piston Cup. Car age is so fucking weird. Because we see child cars, but we don't know how quickly those cars grow up. If they do grow up, there's so many questions. But if Doc was fucking four years old when he had to retire... What if they were just short kings? What if the children you've seen are just short kings? I mean, they could be. So here's what I'm thinking. Because I think that... I'm not standing by this, but this is like really interesting to me is that if Doc was born in 1951, I think cars are born slash however they're made, they come out either fully grown or they have a purpose. Like a car comes out and it's like, this car is a race car. You can tell like a fucking forklift comes out and it's like, all right, get to the goddamn coal mine. You got hands, go mine some goddamn coal. I don't know why that's the only thing that has to do with labor that I'm thinking of. Cars have to come out having, or maybe not all cars, but if a car comes out and is a race car, that car is a race car. You know, it was built to race. And so Doc was born a race car. And then later became a doctor. So, like, there is an aspect of this is what you were built for, but you can do some... Occasionally, you can have some changes depending on what type of car you are, what your skill set is. But, like, again, this is something that can't happen if you are that crane in Cars 2 who Mm -hmm. is trapped in the middle of the Pacific Ocean with a hard hat. Which, like, this does point towards that thing I was talking about before of, like, how certain species and genuses of creature are born with different body morphs, depending on what their job is supposed to be. I think what happened was we have Doc is a young, basically a Lightning McQueen, who literally comes on the scene, wins three Piston Cups, does something dumb, and crashes and completely ruins his career, Mm -hmm. right? Or sabotaged or a faulty wheel takes him out or something like that. Exactly. But either way, his career ends. And he is so young when this happens that I think that he has at least 12 years where he is in just like obscurity. He also talks about he got parts replaced and he was ready to go back, but they had already moved on without him. Mm -hmm. So like he had every intention of coming back. So that gives a few years of like physical therapy, you know, recuperation or a few months, you know, whatever. I mean, but you saw how quickly they were already talking about whether or not Lightning McQueen was going to retire. You know, it took like. Exactly. It took like a half a year or something. Yeah. Shit moves fast. And also Lightning McQueen had been racing for like 10 years True, at yeah. that point. Because we see the same thing in Cars 3 where Lightning mm-hmm. McQueen crashes and then, you know, everyone has moved on and he has to mm-hmm. deal with that. And so I think that the same thing happened to Doc, but it happened so much sooner in his career that he didn't get a chance to finish like Lightning McQueen did or have the career that he wanted. So I think that he spent 
a lot of time trying to make a comeback or trying to do something and it just wasn't working. And this is this is where I think that he made a deal with the devil. Guido. Yes, exactly. I think that he he was so young and he was getting so desperate that he was like, I will do fucking anything to be a racer again. I will make a goddamn deal with the devil in order to be a racer. And I think he went to Radiator Springs. Do you think he said, like, instead of saying, I want to be a racer again, he said, like, I want to be back in racing? Yes, I mean, I think that it could be. I also think that it's... Because the beauty of the deal of it with the devil is it's something about the wording. Yes, exactly. I don't know the specifics of it, but I think whatever deal he made caused the curse of Radiator Springs. Because mm. I think Guido was in Radiator Springs. Or maybe Radiator Springs is like on a ley line and is like some kind of portal where like, you know, Guido feels comfortable there or something. Or alternatively, I did have the thought that perhaps Guido is the devil but fell in love with Luigi, um, much like Lucifer, the TV show. There is, I'll probably cut this. Anyway, there's a BTS music video that came out years ago. And like, there was this whole series of like music videos that was supposed to be, they were supposed to tell a story and you were supposed to figure out what the overarching story was. And they had done this thing where they were kind of saying that Jungkook was uh, an angel of some kind, but he was like losing his feathers. And I, I still think my theory is right. That he was a fallen angel because he came down to protect them and then he fell in love and therefore he fell because he fell in love with a human and then he got hit by Listen, a car. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Listen, fallen angel who fell because they fell in love with someone is so good. Like, it's <laughs> overplayed, but every time it happens, I'm like... <sighs> yeah. So I'm thinking that like something like that happened with Guido. Maybe it was even like Luigi made a deal with the devil or maybe Luigi did something and had to. So there's the scene in Planes or Planes 2 in Cars 2 where they talk about how Guido and Luigi were like, you know, used to live in Italy together Mm -hmm. or used to like, you know, be around each other a lot. And they would fight about Ferraris. And other things too, kind of sometimes. But I think that there was something in Luigi's backstory where... Maybe he had a run in with the, the, not the devil, but you know, I'm not, you know what I mean? Wrong place, wrong time. He ended up in a, in a bad situation. I don't know. Italy's old. Shit's haunted. You know, maybe he used a Ouija board and Guido came out and then something, something had to have happened. And Guido kind of attached himself to Luigi I think it's weirder than that. We can definitely work this theory into what I think the manufacturer is. Okay, interesting. And the only reason I'm not just like going with it is because I just have a tendency to prefer weirder supernatural stuff. I love that, honestly. So there's something there where Guido, you know, has attached himself to Luigi, maybe as a disguise or, you know, I... I, I'm not exactly sure what it is. Like we said, we'll discuss that at a later date. But Guido's in Radiator Springs. Doc finds out and shows up and is like, hey, I want to be a race car again. And maybe that's why it took him so long. He was gone for at least 12 years. Maybe he was just like, he was on like this quest, mm-hmm. this 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 great odyssey to become a racer again through any means necessary. And he finally found Guido and he was like, I will do fucking anything to 
maybe honestly to be acknowledged by the racing community again. Because he's not Lightning Like, Lightning McQueen is an outlier. Yeah. Like, he is legendary in how long he he stayed oh, in yeah. the sport. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What? He ended up with seven Piston Cups by the third movie or yeah, something? Yeah, seven Piston Cups. Yeah, and so that versus Doc's three. Like, three, three first place trophies. Three in his three-year run. That's good. Yeah. Getting first place on every season that you've raced is incredible but it's not lightning mcqueen's seven first places in the however many years i think it was 10 years for lightning i think 10 years for lightning one of them was obviously his first race where he got third Mm -hmm. so that was only two other times in his 10-year career where he didn't win which i mean a 70 percent first place rate Mm mm-hmm is by itself legendary but it seems to me people are not in the sport for as long as lightning mcqueen was in the sport like even the dinoco racer that we saw in the first movie isn't there in the third movie and then by the time we get to the third movie the new dinoco racer is being pushed out also yeah i just think that he was so obsessed with being a race car again that you know guido was like all right i'll do it but there's a missing link in there where it cursed the town as well Maybe Guido was like, okay, I will do this for you, but you have to do something for me. You need to like get this town back on the map or something along those lines. Because like the town was struggling. And I think that if we're going by the fact that Guido was attached to Luigi in a way where Luigi was his paramour and, you know, you could tell that Luigi genuinely cared about Radiator Springs. Maybe Guido was also like genuinely like, you know, this is what Luigi wants. You need to fix the town and I'll grant you your wish. Mm -hmm. Like a twisted genie or something. Here's my trepidation. I need to see something that points towards Guido having supernatural ability. Right now we see him being like uncannily competent Mm -hmm. and like weirdly good at what he does. There's not even any like plot holes or animation quirks that would point to him being magical. So if we could talk ourselves into (laughs) knowing that magic has to exist and knowing that someone in Radiator Springs has to be magical, then I could be convinced that it's Guido. Like if we figure it out, it's got to be Guido. For sure. But I need us to get to the point where magic exists. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Okay. That's the missing link that we have to find. For, sure. for this specific theory to work. This is just my brain came up with this and I was like, well, these pieces are connecting. And I can see if we do find that piece, like this would really easily flow. There was also the aspect of, I don't know exactly what this means. Like th- this is very much, we just started, you know, discussing what our theories are. We haven't had any guests on. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've barely talked to each other about this. Yeah, pretty much. We have had conversations that are like, oh my God, I've realized something. Yeah. And then like had to not have that conversation because we are waiting for this episode. Right. The doc thing was one of those times where I was like, I think I found something out about doc and there's something it, it it just feels maybe it's not that there's a missing link but to me it feels like there's something sinister or like almost repetitive or something almost in like a mm-hmm. culty demonic way you mean of the story of doc showing up in radiator springs yeah. as a former racer and then yes 
Lightning McQueen showing yeah. up at Radiator Spring. Okay, yeah, I see what you mean. You see, like, Doc was trained by Smokey. So it goes Smokey, Doc, and then Doc trains Lightning McQueen, and Lightning McQueen trains Cruz. And there's, like, this kind of system. Okay. They're all not Smokey, but I mean, like, Smokey could have been, like, the catalyst or something, but they're all related to Radiator Springs. Yeah. And I think that that's an outside influence that maybe must be had from, like, maybe Doc had to... It was something in like the deal that Doc made where like you always have to have an outside influence that is almost like like a curse that's passed down through generations, you know, mm-hmm. like it has to have something that the curse attaches to, which is why Doc maybe couldn't die until Lightning McQueen showed up. The fact that there are so many transitions from student to teacher. Yeah. In like this one, it's like a line of succession Mm -hmm. that is all connected to this town Mm -hmm. that I feel like has something to like, it's, it's just, it's not, it doesn't feel natural to me. You could say it's a coincidence, but not to quote Game of Thrones, but the universe is rarely that lazy. Pixar is rarely that lazy. I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we saw, we saw planes too. We saw. Uh, (laughs) Oh my God. (sighs) Okay. I'm not going to think about planes, too. So there's something here. Some kind of racing religion might be something we think about. There's also the very real thing in Cars 3, the conversation about how they started racing. About how, like, before we started being racers, we were running moonshine. And that's why we started racing. That's where NASCAR comes from, is people running Mm -hmm. moonshine and having to outrun the cops in their cars. So the problem becomes drawing the line from moonshine runners to religion mm-hmm. or to cult or to metaphysical beliefs about moonshine, maybe. I can see that, yeah. I'm not necessarily relating the aspect of NASCAR as a whole to Radiator Springs. Sure, but I mean, just thinking about the connection from, because that's something else you have on the board I saw, is Smokey, Doc, McQueen, Cruz. And that's like a succession line from teacher to student. So maybe there was something with this specific group of moonshine Mm -hmm. runners that leads towards some sort of supernatural or metaphysical beliefs about the universe. The other thing is that cults specifically tend to be oriented around a specific charismatic leader. It tends to be associated with like stealing people's money or like ways of taking money from people. It's not like we see Lightning McQueen ever say to Cruz, no one outside of the racing world is going to understand what it's like to be a racer. Like, Doc never says, the rest of the people here, they don't understand what you need. Or, like, the people out in the world, they don't understand what it is you need. But, you know, we're we're both right. Because he didn't want to draw that line. Doc didn't want to draw that line. Which might have been, like, a playing hard to get thing, but... That's what, yeah, there's two options there. And that is, there's the playing hard to get one where it was, like, all this scheme that Doc came up with. Where that's the reason in the end where he called the tip in because he was like, hey, he's falling in love with the people. He's not falling in love with the town. Sure. If they were going to quote unquote break the curse, which I mean, I feel like it's still active. I'm again, like this is like I want to like go on this fucking conspiracy journey over the however long we do this. So I cannot give specifics on exactly what happens. Mm -hmm. But maybe it was like, again, where Doc can only die if 
he finds someone to love the town, take care of the town or something. And maybe he was aware of that and never told Lightning. But I think that maybe he was like, he was either playing hard to get where it's like, okay, he's not falling in love with the town. I need to get him out of here so that he'll like miss us. Mm -hmm. And by extension, miss the town. Yes. Or he knew and he was like, this guy sucks. You know, maybe he didn't even want to take that bullet and like pass this curse on. Maybe he was like, if I just hold on to it forever, I don't have to pass it on to anyone else. You know, lightning still fulfilled it just because that's his nature. You know what I'm thinking about a lot, like in this moment? Did you ever listen to Alice Isn't Dead? No. We should see if anyone from Alice Isn't Dead is available for a Carves podcast. Like, you see, like, ghosts and monsters and towns repeating and stuff like that. And that makes me wonder, like, is there something about Radiator Springs where, like, the supernatural has some sort of metaphysical... Like, the universal tendency of Radiator Springs specifically is towards lifelessness and towards decay. Mm-hmm. Because the thing that should be happening is either these people shouldn't be there because they don't produce anything. It's not like the corn town in Plains where they're obviously shipping out biofuel and or corn to be made into biofuel. I mean, I guess I have tractors and whatever tractors produce might be like the thing that they export. But by and large, that wouldn't really be going to them. It's not like someone lives in town who is the cattle rancher Mm -hmm. and then they all get their money from him. They shouldn't be able to live there. Right. Yeah, they have no means of income or circulation. But they can still afford to get oil. Yeah, I think Radiator Springs itself has to have... Maybe that is why Guido was attracted to this place. Maybe, honestly, maybe Guido moved into this town and that caused the interstate to be built. Maybe he is just like, I don't know. I really don't know. It's But when, when we see Guido, the things he does is, are about change and creation, not stagnation. That's true. So like, if he is some sort of magical deity, he's not going to be a deity of decay or stagnation. He's going to be some sort of creature of acceleration, rapid change, mutation, fractal generation. Yeah, okay, maybe, okay. Now I'm starting to think like maybe he's not specifically the devil, but he's just some kind of supernatural creature slash deity. Maybe it's time for me to talk about my own personal theories about the Cars universe, Because I have one theory about religion and one theory about biology. And so I'm going to start with the biology theory, because this is one that I think Planes 2 may have completely ruined. Not because we this is bug theory. Okay, so if you listen to any other episode, Paige mentions bug theory. Basically every episode I mentioned bug theory, I think. This is the episode that everyone has been waiting for. Well, this don't, the bug don't theory put that episode. on me. I'm nervous now. I'm shy. Bug theory basically has to do with... Okay, Ashton has a lot of notes and like a dream slash nightmare board about her theories. Mine are less... Okay, here's what we know about car biology. They can get frostbite. They can get pneumonia. The engine being there and being on 
are not necessary for car life. Neither is the battery. We know that they are able to be magnetized, but they don't set off TSA, which might be a contradiction. There are no mistakes in the Cars universe. But, I mean, we would have to talk to an engineer about how you would go about designing a x-ray like that with things that have enough metal in their bodies to be magnetized to strong magnets. But so my theory is basically that all the cars that we see in the Cars universe are not actually cars. They are instead a type of life form that, as part of their biology, generates a iron exoskeleton of a snail, which is not something that you would normally call an exoskeleton. Ooh, that's upsetting because this takes us back to the Glovebox monkey theory. Sure, yeah. I know what you mean, yeah. I hate that. I like I want to hear what you have to say, but I just want you to know that I hate the glove box monkey theory, no matter how accurate yeah. it may be. So no, there is no there is no glove box monkey. Because that would imply that there is a separate living creature to the car. Right. Which is inside of it driving it around, controlling it, or that you could have the exact same movie of cars, but where the monkeys are talking to each other instead of the cars talking to each other. And I'm not interested in that. Because we could hand wave all day and say, oh, there's just people in the car. Like, that's boring. I'm going to briefly touch on Pixar theory later. Great. But. Which I hate. I'm not a proponent of Pixar theory. Every time we talk about Pixar theory, I just like, or every time you mention it, I just need to let everyone know. I hate Pixar theory. It's not real. It doesn't work with the Cars universe. Yeah. Do your research. A, do your research. B, don't be sheeple. Don't be sheeple. C, I want to believe. D, the truth is out there. E, Bigfoot is real and tried to suck my dick. It's true. I, I seen it. Because Pixar theory is lazy, fundamentally. Because it's not an explanation of the Cars universe. It's, wouldn't it be fun if all the Pixar movies were connected? And even if it was true, that's not what we're trying to figure out. We're trying to figure out how cars are alive, mm -hmm. how their society works, how their religion works, that kind of stuff. And so just saying, oh, somehow magically non-living things are alive, that doesn't work. Right. Because, you know, it raises so many questions about Wally. It raises so right. many questions about Bertha. Is her name Bertha? Bessie. Bessie. It doesn't explain why some things get life and other things don't. Right. And that is what we need. Or like a higher caliber of life. Yeah, exactly. So instead, bug theory. So bug theory basically goes like this. For a long time, as part of car civilization, there was a creature that was fairly intelligent, tool-using, slow, but with good stamina. And this is where we get in the weeds a little bit, because what I know is that it can generate a shell. I do not know if it's warm-blooded or cold-blooded. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's a vertebrate or a non-vertebrate. It having a shell would indicate that it's a non-vertebrate, and the whole theory works a little bit better if it is a non-vertebrate, but I'm not committed to that. God, we got to get a zoologist on this show. We've got to get a zoologist. I'm just going to start a list so that we, we know who, That's a good idea. who we need. Here's how it works, basically. There are these creatures, they generate these shells, and as they grow, they have learned a method of affixing things to themselves that as they generate their shells, they have those items built into their shells. 
And then that's why tires can be removed and replaced and why engines can be taken out and fixed and stuff like that. And why wheels can move more like feet because there is a muscle going on, but it's more like a sort of an invertebrate for right now. But I'm imagining that like it has some sort of control inside of its chamber or like if it flexes this way, it moves in a certain way. If it flexes this way, it turns on the engine. And like as they have gotten more and more, you know, familiar with this practice and have developed more and more advanced medical implements and mechanical implements, they have been able to increase the level to which they have gotten this, which is why we would see things like old looking cars as statues around the Colosseum, because it doesn't have a motor, is what bug theory proposes, and that they don't get motors until when cars actually started being invented, and that instead they just manually powered the wheels somehow. I think this would take a lot of energy to do, so this also supposes that the reason they drink oil is because they have developed a internal system where it is just incredibly metabolically efficient because they talk about biodiesel fillmore makes biodiesel they make biodiesel in the plains movies out of corn and so throughout these movies they are making this oil out of animal products and obviously we see dinoco too but we also see them use gasoline so it's possible that this oil company is actually a little bit new money than what it sort of seems like they are because part of Bug theory supposes that they have recently developed, or maybe not recently, but like slightly more recently, developed a way of powering their wheels or propellers or what have you non-manually. So that way they don't actually have to like turn the crank the whole time to get their car to go or whatever. And so they have integrated fuel systems for the mechanical parts of they've built into themselves. Now, when we talk about animals, this is where we get into the weeds a little bit. Because the only animals that we see on screen, aside from the birds in the first Cars movie, is they are all vehicles. They might be small vehicles, or toys, or work vehicles, or something. Well, there is the one aspect of the Bumblebee, which is not in a movie, but is in the first Cars trailer, where there is... A bumblebee and Mater runs over it. That is the first Cars trailer that was released. But that is the only other time we see something that isn't a mechanical creature. Here's another thing also is we know that crabs exist. Yeah, but we don't know what they look like. Okay, but no other time in the Cars franchise do we actually see an animal that is a vehicle that they call by the name of the animal rather than the vehicle. Interesting. Like, we see the John Deere tractors, we see the tractors in the field, but they aren't calling them cows, they aren't calling the one thing a bull, Mm -hmm. they're calling them tractors and, well, they called it bull by, by name. But, like, we never actually see them talk about the birds when they really mean the little planes. Mm -hmm. And so... Powered flight is something that's incredibly hard to evolve, and it's something that has only evolved off the top of my head four times, I believe. It's evolved in insects, and we're a little unclear as to how that happened. 
birds, you look at a bird, you go, oh, their arm is a wing. Sure. It's the same with bats. There's a, another extinct genus of mammal that also flew around. And it's the same with that. It's a limb. It's not a new thing. But with bugs, it's different, where it's not like, oh, well, this obviously was another limb, and then it turned into this. So, like, that that's an outlier there. The only things we see in all movies but planes, too, we see pigeons, and we see little gliding things that are definitely plane-shaped and are definitely supposed to be birds, but there aren't any engines on those. Pigeons were domesticated. The gliders might just be gliders. And so my theory is that, well, the domesticated animals, if they were domesticated, then they could have been made in the same way that normal planes were made. I am not saying that birds are the same creature, or like, you know, bird planes are the same creature as planes planes, but uh, what I am saying is that there might be a smaller species of the same type of creature that they use for things like delivering messages across wide areas and then if they're doing that then they would probably also develop ways of making them faster able to fly things like that and then planes 2 happens and in planes 2 we see a little wooden a little wooden motherfucker who has a propeller on it and we see its children and they also have propellers on them this little wooden motherfucker may have ruined bug theory because it would be one thing if we saw the LWM and then saw the kids and the kids didn't have propellers. Because we could assume that is a body morph that then a propeller was added to to make it able to fly. But we've seen the children too. And so we have to question, okay, well, how? Like, how did they get their propellers? What's happening there? I mean, crows are fairly smart. They use tools there could be an argument for the fact that there are species of this that have learned to adapt the same type of mechanical implementation to a much lesser degree. But I don't like it, is the other thing. <laughs> like it. Yeah, I don't want to compare it to our universe again, but like crows can use tools, but they don't go around and do crow surgery and attach enhancements to their mm -hmm. beak, you know? But I mean... Over the course of millennia, because when we talk about evolution, this is a scale that we're operating on. Yeah. If there is a creature who generates a shell and who is theoretically able to integrate things in its environment to its shell, there are even things that don't integrate things into their shell. You see things like sea urchins, and they have special appendages that they use to hold other creatures' shells onto themselves as an extra layer of defense aside from the spines. And so like on that scale, I think that there is an argument that feels like cheating to me for the record. Like I'm not saying this fixes bug theory, but I'm saying that theoretically on that scale, you could have multiple species that learn how to integrate things in their environment to their body in order to make themselves more adaptable. John Deere is also a big question mark because I find that level of integration hard to believe. How so? Well, so like there's a difference between being a plane-like creature that has evolved to, let's say, chip off pieces of bark until you have something that is approximately a propeller and then integrate that into your body. Like there's a difference between that 
and integrating wheels, integrating light rigs, integrating roll cages, etc., etc. And so the John Deere are another big question mark for bug theory of how did they manage that? I have maybe the John Deere are not actually natural. Uh, I wouldn't find that that hard to believe. It could instead be that the whatever piston point is like partially a hunting reserve. And so they have, as part of this, actually done this to other creatures. But that seems needlessly cruel to me. Also, there's that whole part of Planes 2 where they like rescue those yeah. deer from the fire. And it's like if they were made to be hunted why would you spend the time rescuing those four if someone is not paying to kill these deer and they are still dying that is you're losing money but there's another answer and this is where we go into manufacturer theory because i believe that there's a big enough gap between thank god and thank the manufacturer that it is worth looking at there was a version of this theory that I actually, when you did your live stream, however long ago that was, where you taught, where we, you, it was like a 12 hour cars theory live stream. I briefly came on and talked about this theory, and I had it tied into Pixar theory a little bit. And I think you could still tie it into Pixar theory, and I think that adopting it as part of Pixar theory would make Pixar theory more tolerable, but. I don't know about that. Okay, fine. Like, Pixar theory still has the problems that I talked about, even if you do that. But, like, it's definitely better than just, oh, all the humans left and all the cars are still alive driving around. So, manufacturing theory dictates that at some point, either the species from bug theory or humans created some sort of supercomputer hyperintelligence that had control of nanites and control of nanomachines and other things like that and was able to alter the environment around itself, potentially up to and including the inhabitants of the world. Which would explain why there aren't any humans, why there's so much recognizable human history, but why all of that recognizable human history also has a car skew and just this is how the manufacturer operates, is it just has a natural inclination to prefer mechanical bodies to organic bodies. That is why you see forms in the mountains, too, because the manufacturer just... Again, I am someone who, like, the version of gods that I like best are gods that have a tendency to do something, and will only stop doing that thing if they are interrupted by an outside force. Which, if you listen to me talk about any of my settings for any amount of time, you will know this. You know, the god of tar and death that just spontaneously generates tar zombies. These, these sorts of things. That's something I've told Ash about. But so the manufacturer just would prefer things to be mechanical. And if it was the bug creatures that did this... It was to basically develop a system of being that when new cars were born, you could get much more minute, detailed, and intricate mechanics into them. Which is why you see things like Jackson Storm, who is just 
technologically outclassing Lightning McQueen because the manufacturer is generating stuff. If manufacturer theory is correct, the manufacturer was built. The manufacturer did not make the universe in the way that you traditionally think of a god making a universe. And so people like Mac, who worship the manufacturer, are in the minority. I think that they have a good argument could be made by someone who worships the manufacturer that, you know, whether or not God was real before, we have now built a God. But other people are like, no, we built it, and so therefore it is not a God. Now, I don't think the manufacturer cares either way whether or not it's worshipped, but what if it starts caring one day? Then maybe it would be important to worship the manufacturer. Alternatively, like, look at all that the manufacturer has done for us. Whether or not it cares about whether or not it's worshipped, doesn't it deserve to be anyway? And so this is how you still get, like, Hinduism, or, like, car Hinduism, whatever that would be, and how you still get Buddhism. And, like, that's fair. Uh, something we see in Planes 1, Ashani. We hear say, like, we believe that our parts will be used again or something. Like, it's recycled. We'll be recycled as, as tractors. As tractors. And that could be true with manufacturer theory. Technically speaking, we don't exactly know when Cars takes place. We know when it's intended to take place by its creators. Well, the creators also made planes too, so we can't really trust You know what? That's so fucking valid. You know? And also, here's the other thing. They could have just decided that this is 2006 now. In-universe. Because once you get to a certain point, counting the years as in the year 13076, that's kind of a silly year to be keeping track of. And so they might change how they start counting time Mm -hmm. to a form that would work better, like 2,000 years since the manufacturer invented or something like that like it's a stretch to say that manufacturer was made before 2006 but we have wiggle room if we want to say that there was some sort of machine god that was built by human or car hands you know what i mean Mm -hmm. absolutely yes there's a lot of empty space there and there's a lot of that being like a kind of hand wavy also like oh there just is a god out there doing all this yeah but it does i think offer a few explanations at least for the one line that mac had where he said thank the manufacturer right nothing else yeah 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 i agree it might also explain why radiator springs is in constant decline and why it takes so much effort to bring it back every year, because by the time we get to Cars 3, it really feels like we're back to the same place we were. Yeah, exactly. Except Lightning McQueen is there instead of Doc Hudson. Yeah. I'm sure that's part of your theory. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it might be that that the manufacturer is not destroying the town, but sort of pushing for change and something that it considers progress versus keeping alive old memories of this lovely town um let me just throw this out there we don't have to talk about it we don't have to confirm or deny it is guido the manufacturer so i've been thinking about this obviously of course we all have yeah and i don't think so because if that was the case if 
if Guido could just wave his hand or wave his forklift spike right. and if he could just make it so, he would make it so because he loves Radiator Springs as much as, or he, mm. at least he loves Luigi. We know yes. this. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can say that. Also, by the way, I love how it's like Guido's God. We, I'm not sure if we can prove that Guido and Luigi are gay for each other. Yeah, no, for sure. We could just say that's true. <laughs> it is true. It is true. Look at them. They're in love. Absolutely. Also, like just to add more to like Guido is fishy like when they go to italy and like yeah they're like yeah guido and luigi used to fight a lot but like no one in italy or in, at least in the family looks like guido so it's like he's either uh, yeah. adopted or he has no family you know like he he has big friend of the family vibes right but like he doesn't have family you know like we meet luigi's family we meet no one who is biologically quote unquote biologically related to guido Here's how I'm going to try and work Guido in, right? You know, there's a trope that you see a lot where someone finds the artifact right. or whatever and is then, like, blessed with divine power to do X, whatever. Right. So maybe Guido, while not having the ability to change the world in the way that the manufacturer can, instead can do things like hold things he couldn't usually hold. He can make incredibly quick pit stops because he has slight control over some of the manufacturer's nanites. Okay. Not a lot of them, and they can only do what normal tools would be able to do. Or maybe they make him faster or something, or more capable somehow. But I think he either has some amount of control over the manufacturer's nanites... Or he's able to borrow some of the manufacturer's processing power in order to make calculations he otherwise wouldn't be able Interesting. to. Interesting. That is, if he is magical at yeah. all and not just incredibly skilled. Just Let's just play in the space for like one second because yeah, if yeah, this sure. is true, was he like sent down from heaven or was he born and then blessed? Under the manufacturer, there is no heaven. Right, but, but like manufacturists do not believe in an afterlife, or they do not prescriptively speaking, they do not believe in an afterlife. They might believe in an afterlife. Yeah, I think that if you are super into a machine god that helps cars be made, that something that you are interested in is also just loving the ability to create and creation for right. the purpose of creation rather than needing some sort of divine reward at the end. Right. I don't know if Guido was sent because he doesn't follow the pattern of the rest of the Cars universe. Right. Is the thing. The rest of the Cars universe, we see more and more advanced cars. We see more and more advanced machines and computers and stuff like that. What we don't see are relics, artifacts, saints of the manufacturer. So I think that if you were going to create an AI that was fully self-sufficient and actually good at making cars in the same way that like it is in this universe, then there would be some huge gaps. Like this is just a way that programming works where it's like everything is a little bit broken in a way that makes it work. And so what I expect is that Guido found some ignored part of the code, either physically, because it could be that there's like a physical place that is being ignored, or like a physical place that causes glitches to happen more frequently, 
or he actually found an object that causes glitches to happen more frequently, but it's possible that he found something like that or a place like that, and then either intentionally or not got a hold of some of the manufacturer's power right. through that. Like Bruce Almighty. Kinda. A little bit like Bruce Almighty. <laughs> now, I don't know how the manufacturer plays into curse theory, aside from what I already said about how, like, it tends toward getting rid of the old and creating the new. Yeah. I think the only issue with curse theory in this case is if we're thinking that Guido is the cause of it. Maybe it's not even a curse. There's just something, you know, because, like, curse feels like it's it always has to be dark or negative. These are the main theories, I think, that we need to figure out right now. Yeah. And the bug theory, curse theory, manufacturer theory, and then Billy Jalopy theory also. So these are like the four main theories mm -hmm. that I think can guide us yes. Yes, in yes, yes. different directions. For sure, for sure. We didn't solve anything, but we worked a lot of it out. You know, like, I think, I think it's a lot clearer. They're less blurred, I think. Well, I think manufacturer willing we've reached the end of the episode yeah i need like aftercare or honestly this, yeah this yeah. is like we've gotten into like the brain uh <laughs> i don't know i don't the, know where that's the, the this is like the academic part like we're not watching a movie and being like do you remember when this fucking shit happened we're now like no we're now like getting into like the deep philosophical discussions yeah, we've gone from talking about the book we read for class talking about with our friends. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. But we're like episodes one through six was us like doing like re reading the book for the book report and mm -hmm. talking to each other about the book. Now we are in book report territory, <laughs> which is completely different. Yeah. Remember, everyone. Ciao for now, and may the manufacturer be with you always. Take it away, you always, Fillmore. Hold on. Oh. May you always walk in the headlights of the manufacturer. May you always have the brights of the manufacturer <laughs> shining in your in your mirror. Just remember, I'll workshop it. I'll workshop just it. Just remember when you're on the beach, there are always two tire tracks. <laughs> I was driving with Lightning McQueen on the beach, and then I looked back, and there was only one pair of tire tracks. And I was like, Lightning McQueen, why Why was there only one pair of tire tracks? And he said, Ka-chow! <laughs> Take it away, Fillmore! Take it away, Fillmore. <laughs> it's a conspiracy, man! Thanks for listening to Written in the Cars. To get involved, you can interact with us on Twitter. We are at Cars Conspiracy. If you would like to contact us to seek damages, no you don't. Ka-chow for now. <laughs>